0: Hello there. What's up? My name is Nate. You're listening to Life Tips Podcast. Welcome. Everyday life topics with advice and tips for becoming a better you. This show is all about self improvement. Each episode is unique to whatever you're going through, and it doesn't matter your youth or gender, everyone can benefit. The reality is that nobody is perfect. There's always going to be downfall with rising, and there's something to improve upon every single day. So if you want to make changes in your life, then follow along, and I'll help you take yesterday's mistakes and master them for a new tomorrow. Let's get started. Right. before we get started with this episode today, if you are brand new to Life Tips, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I look forward to uh, impacting your life and I pray that you take something that I've said to heart, jot it down in your notes, on your phone, in your notepad, wherever, and just plan to apply it to your life. If you are a current or faithful listener of the show who have been with us since day one, welcome back. I'm excited to continue this journey with you, and we hope that you continue to enjoy the show as you always do. All right, let's get started. Hey, y'all. Before we get started with this episode today, I just need to send a message to y'all. I don't know where in the U.S. you are, but right now, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. You got Texas without power, no water, no heat, nothing. And I just want y'all to know that we're just keeping y'all in prayer. We all want this. At this point, we all want winter to be over. Just like get us out of winter at this point. Take us to spring. Take us to summer. Just get us out of winter. I had a feeling winter would be bad, but I didn't think winter would be this bad. Like, my goodness. It was even horrible snow up here. Ice, rain, freezing rain. And so, wherever you are right now, just kneel down and pray. Just kneel down and pray for Texas, especially, but also for other parts of the world dealing with massive snowstorms and out of control weather this winter season, because it's ridiculous, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. So again, we're getting ready to start the show, but I just wanted to come on here real quick and say that we love you. We care about you. We're praying for you. Don't lose hope. This will be over. What's up, world? Welcome back to Life Tips Season 6. I'm your host, Nate. As you know, Season 6 is the first season of 2021, and I am an inspirational speaker. This is the second bonus episode of Season 6. and So right now, I'm going to introduce you to today's guest. Here on Life Tips Podcast... It's been my pleasure to host a wide variety of guests from all over the U.S. and the world. Today's guest is a phenomenal woman of grace and dignity. Her name is Ms. Adiba Aquil. Per her bio, Adiba is, quote, a certified career advisor, aspiring blogger, and motivational speaker who helps people to embrace who they are, to be more confident, and to pursue their passions while spreading positivity. Prior to her current role, she completed a master's in ELT plus applied linguistics and has a BA in English Language from a UK Russell Group University. She's able to talk enthusiastically about self-care, passions, and about her personal development throughout her education and into her professional life. In fact, that's exactly what we'd be talking about today. Life and specifically taking what's left of 2021 by storm. You see, we've now come to the end of January, but that doesn't mean the year's over. It's just the beginning. And there's so much more to accomplish before we reach December. So while January may have been a let's get started month, February is the let's get started point for the rest of this year. Without further ado, let's welcome Adiba onto the show for the first time ever. Hey y'all, I'm here and I've got Adiba with me and it's just so nice to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming through today. Yeah,
1: thank you for having me on, it's a pleasure.
0: Awesome. So yeah, go ahead, Um, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, so my name is Adiba. In case you haven't figured that out already, (laughs) I'm 23 years old, from the UK, and I'm a self-care and personal development blogger and motivational speaker. I have a degree in English language and a master's in applied linguistics as well, and by profession, I'm an employment advisor.
0: Hmm. Wow. (laughs) That is absolutely amazing. Um, and you've you've been in the UK your whole life?
1: Yeah, I've been here my whole life, but I'm just thinking of, you know, possibly moving to a more warmer country in the future. Mm.
0: Wow. That's not a good sign if it's always cold down there. <laughs>
1: always, always. I mean, I think this weekend we're supposed to be expecting snow again. mm.
0: I am not be dealing with that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, <clears throat> Adiba loves to talk about society and culture per her bio. Found her on this nice site called Booker. It has been literally like the most amazing thing that ever happened to, you know, to the show. But no, seriously, like, I have her bio pulled up here. And literally, like, it says that society and culture is like right there, like under her picture, stuff that she likes to talk about. So it's just like, okay, yeah, we got to talk about that a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, I already know this because, well, actually, I already know a little bit about life in the UK because I've got friends out there. But um, for those of us who, are new to you know life across the pond you know share a little bit more with us about your um, you know cultural background and you know um what it's been like living in the uk and um because y'all like you can't see this but like i realize i've got so many different like cultural vibes when a, when adeba's picture and you know, profile popped up on PodBooker. I'm like, whoa, okay, we got to talk about this. Multiple cultures are kind of like coming together here, um, and you know, so yeah, family, family, cultural background, living in the UK, and then I'll ask the follow up question in just a few seconds. Yes,
1: yeah, of course. So my family are originally from a place called Kashmir in Pakistan. So yeah that's where we've originated from and literally 70 percent of my family still live there and the rest of us live here in the uk so i currently live in a town near london and it's quite it's been quite a journey actually because i feel like when i was a child and a teenager I didn't really want to associate myself with my culture and my heritage because I was so consumed with how people were brought up in this country, that that's the only thing I knew. But it's funny because in the last two years, I have really learned about my culture and my background and it's made me fall in love with, you know, my origin country. And, you know, I'm possibly looking at, you know, one day just you know settling there because it's just so beautiful and stuff. And I feel like... It's just something that we shouldn't, you know, forget about because a lot of people say, you know, don't forget your roots. And it's so, so important. And it just makes me so happy. And I'm glad actually that, you know, I was able to develop and mature and learn about where I'm from. So yeah, that's really, really nice. And I think it's important to have like a balance here. So I mean, you know, I've still got friends and cousins that, you know, were like me, they didn't really want to associate themselves with the culture and the country but now i think as you get older you tend to become more open to the idea and once you learn about all these things it definitely broadens your mind as well and you start to accept where you're from instead of neglecting it and i just think it's really important because it's just so beautiful isn't it the whole concept of you know like your origin country and like cultures and stuff especially so yeah it's great
0: wow Yeah. yeah This is the first time that I am actually meeting someone from from Pakistan. Oh my goodness! I am so intrigued now. Like, what's it like? What have you been learning about your your uh, original, you know, birth culture and everything? I'm super curious to hear this one. I love
1: it. So I actually haven't been to Pakistan for 30 years, believe it or not. I was. Yeah, I was supposed to go last year, but we got hit by a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking to go again this year. But I realised that we always had, you know, like the food and like the weddings and all that kind
0: of stuff here. But we had our own UK version. If that makes sense. Okay. Whereas in Pakistan
1: is a lot more extravagant. Ooh. And there's a
0: lot,
1: yeah, there's a lot more going on. There's always events and everything to really celebrate the diversity of the country. So. I feel like in the UK, we try to implement it ourselves. We tend to, you know, change it up a bit, but I feel like you would never get to experience it how,
0: it, how people experience it in Pakistan. Wow. So, like, how, how did the whole Pakistan-UK connection thing come about? Like, why did your family move there from Pakistan? Like, you know, and, like, how has it been how's it been over there the last, you know, several years? Cause we've only been in a pandemic for a year. Prior to last year, we were all, you know, active outside, seeing people, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot of I imagine there's a lot of like I imagine that it was like a big learning curve at first, but then you eventually like grew into it and it became like a second home and yeah, like how did, how did that actually work? Yeah. So my,
1: the the first person to come from my family to the UK was actually my granddad on both my mom's side and my dad's side. So they came to the UK at a very young age. I think they were like maybe 14, 15. So they came here to work which was you know quite admirable and then once they came here you know they got settled here got married had children whereas for my dad actually my dad and his whole family were in pakistan so my granddad called my dad over he then came here got married to my mom know had kids including me and yeah so one by one you know my uncle started to come over here my aunties and yeah so we all decided to settle here which was really nice and i think it's obviously something that my family has gotten used to so they've gotten used to the british values and the way that life is here but for some reason i feel like I don't fully, fully belong in the UK. I feel like my heart is set where I'm originally from, and I just honestly just dream about the day where I get to go back and land in the country that you know my ancestors were from, my grandparents, like, you know, just really like you know breathe that in, that, you know, so many people would love to do. So yeah, I feel like it's just something that's so fascinating to me. And yeah, so that's basically how we all get about here.
0: Sure. Wow. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. So so I'm sure there's someone listening that has gone through the exact same thing, um, but either it was a struggle or they're still kind of, you know, trying to find their way, haven't, you know, quite um, gotten to the point where it's like, okay, you know, this is home, or some people I know uh, have just still received you know, just really bad treatment just still because of just being from a different place, so are there is there any life tips or advice do you have for people listening like yourself who are navigating being a part of two worlds?
1: Yeah, so what I would say is that Don't try to completely fit in with the people around you because you're never going to be exactly like them because obviously they have their own background, you know, they've been here for so much longer than you have and you're always going to have your culture and your family values, you know, behind you. So don't try to completely, like, you know, lose yourself, lose your identity, lose your culture, just to try to fit in a country. Because when you get older, especially when you come into your 20s, that's what I have done, you don't to realise that where you're from is actually beautiful, and you're going to really start appreciating the culture and the values that you've been brought up with. Whereas I feel like as a teenager and as as a child, it's so common for people to try to feel that they want to do everything that they can to fit in. Mm. So what I would say is, you know, really stand around, stick to what you believe in, Do what makes you
0: happy and never, you know, regret where where you're from. And, you know, don't look down on it because it's honestly so beautiful. Wow. Awesome. So, clearly, Adiba has such an amazing, you know, life and background. But she's also got quite possibly the most interesting career that I've ever, like... See, cause I was like, huh When I first, when I first like Was getting to know Adiba Just through just, you know, typing About the show, I was like, huh So Adiba just gets To write all Day and have Checks sent to her door, that's nice I would I'd love to do That, but um You know, yeah So tell us what inspired you to get Into, um uh, career advising, blogging, speaking, especially for, that's literally like my lane as well. So it's kind of like to talk to another speaker. Y'all, you don't know how amazing it is to talk to another motivational speaker and like get cues and tips and stuff like that. So this one's going to be for me too, but um, yeah, how did you get into that uh, initially like coming up and like turning that into a, into a career? I'm very curious.
1: Yeah, so I guess I'll start with the whole career advising. It's something that um, I recently actually got into the profession. Um, So I realized from, I think, going to university actually that I loved helping people. It was something I was very passionate about. And I don't know about you, but the feeling that you get when you help someone is just so warm and so nice and I wanted to experience that every day so with my career advising role it's really nice in the sense that I get to especially right now in the pandemic I get to help people get into employment <laughs> and ultimately help them look for their families pay their bills and put food on the table and knowing that I'm being a part of that honestly just makes me so happy and I'm so glad that I got to choose a profession where I'm able to do that every day. And then with blogging, I realised I think at university again that I loved giving advice to people and helping people. So I used my English degree to my advantage and started, you know, just write and see how it was like writing for a different audience and then as you know time went on i realized that i loved the whole self-care and personal development aspect of it because that university had a lot of room for personal growth and i learned so much so i wanted to ultimately share my experiences with people and helping people you know live the best life take care of themselves and put this put themselves first so yeah my blog you know really hit off in the last i would say year and a half surprisingly (laughs) and again so that was really nice and then motivational speaking again it's something that i actually realized the pandemic believe it or not so a bit new to it um it was funny actually because in my previous job i was testing out my motivational speaking with all the students that i was working with and i was like you know what that like, this is actually so cool so let me see if i can somehow you know I can break my way into this Um, And then I announced it on my LinkedIn that, you know, I've started Motivational Speaking and I want to reach as many people as possible and change lives. And I've had a few opportunities since. So, yeah, it's definitely been
0: amazing. Wow. That is absolutely cool. Well, um, we're not done. We're going to take a little quick commercial break so that we can uh, get a little bit of a reprieve. But we're going to come back and, oh, my goodness, y'all, like, this is it's just the beginning. You haven't heard anything yet. We'll come back after just, you know, 2 minutes or so. Do you want to start your own podcast? If you do, great. I'm here for it. But you may ask, how do you do it? Well, that's the easy part. You first have to come up with the vision and plans for your show, including a name, episode count and main objective. Secondly, you'll need to come up with topics that will catch your listeners' attention and keep them interested. The final thing you'll need is a hosting platform. That's where Anchor comes in. It's free to download. You can make money from your show with no minimum listenership. Record using your iPhone, iPad, or MacBook. And there are many more tools Anchor provides that you can take advantage of in order to create freely. No studio or expensive equipment needed. So if you're interested in getting your show off the ground, go to www.anchor.fm backslash start to get started with your amazing, new, unique show. I can't wait to hear what you'll come up with. Alrighty, so you're back, and I've got Adiba with me, and we're talking about taking 2021 or what's left of it by storm. Uh, as we all know, uh, you know, 2021 started out great with you know celebrating the new year, and then we, uh, and then we were horrified. On Wednesday, January 6th, here in the U.S. and around the world. And then we celebrated two, three weeks ago when the new regime started and, you know, Vice President Harris started, you know, ruling the country. But, um, yes, I know. Um, And now it's February. We are, like, literally a week into February now, and it's amazing. amazing. By the time you will actually hear this live, we'll be three weeks into February. And pretty much, even though Valentine's Day is on Sunday, if you want to be technical, the first three weeks of The year, including the days after Valentine's Day, are all just love focused. It's not literally. It's not till the end of February that we kind of come out of it. But anyway, that's that's not the point. The point is that you know, when it comes to when it comes to love, we have all heard the term "do what you love." Yet many people. Are stuck working jobs they don't love just to make ends meet or to get by, or for those like myself who know what they've been called to, they're just working nine to five jobs for now until they can sustain their giftedness you know, sustain themselves with their giftedness and with their passion full time. So, that's actually the next thing that I wanted to talk to Adiba about in terms of, um, you know this year in particular because a lot of a lot of us and I can I know I can speak for the whole world a lot of us we hated 2020 for various reasons so when 2021 came we all had a reason to celebrate and it's still early enough in the year where people's resolutions and goals can still be accomplished, but it's also early enough in the year where people tend to drop off. And one of the things I know so many people, and I'm sure the listeners listening can agree with this, so many people, if they haven't, I'll, I'll say it like this. <clears throat> when the pandemic hit, that's when the self-sustaining businesses just started booming. People lost their jobs. But as a result of losing their jobs, they decided, okay, I've got stuff I'm good at, why not just make money from it? Some people have not gone back to their jobs or are planning to leave their jobs because their businesses took off during the pandemic. So that is, that's amazing. But even coming into 2021, some people are still starting it and getting their stuff off the ground. That is a great tie-in to doing what you love. So I'm just curious to hear from Adiba, and I'm sure all of you are too. How do you find what you're passionate about? And is it possible to turn your passions you know, into a career where you can actually make money doing what you love?
1: Yeah. You know, it definitely is possible. So in terms of finding out what you're passionate about, there's actually a series of questions that you need to ask yourself in order to unlock that passion. So the first question is ultimately to find out what makes you happy. It's such a basic question, but I feel like not a lot of people give it much thought. So find out what makes you happy. What is it that gets you excited gets you out of bed in the morning I lights that fire inside of you, you know, and I feel like once you do have an answer to these questions, it's a lot more easier for you to find out what it is that you're passionate about. So once you've actually, you know, answered these questions or you've given it a thought, you then need to actually go for certain things and try it out because until you don't try out certain things, you're not going to know if that's something that, you know, you're passionate about and something that gets you excited. So... For me, you know, I always... Charging was time. However, I never thought that I was going to, you know, become a blogger. But once I decided to actually just go for it, I realized how excited and happy it makes me. So I decided to actually pursue that. And I think in terms of your second question as well, is that there is definitely a possibility to turn your passion into your career. The number one advice that I would give is that it is something that takes a lot of time and you have to be realistic with yourself. However, you shouldn't feel like, you know, this is just going to be a hobby for now or it's just going to be a side hustle. I feel like the more time that you dedicate towards whatever it is that you're passionate about, you know, it's going to be a lot easier for you to, down the line, turn that into a career. So I think it depends on the individual, you know, like how it is that you turn that into a profession, but just know that it definitely is possible. So even motivational speaker Jay Shetty, who I'm a huge fan of and love. He speaks about the same thing, you know, just find out what it is that gets you excited, answer all of you know, these questions, and then figure out yourself how to turn that into a career. And yeah, it's just something that's going to take time, but you know what, like, once you do turn that into a profession, it's going to definitely be worth it. Hmm. Right.
0: right. And... Yeah. And even and even now, like you're still you're still working. So Adiba is still working a nine to five while she puts work behind what she really wants to do. So if you don't mind, you know, share a little bit of a little bit more advice for those who um who are still working there nine-to-five jobs but are actually trying to you know turn their passions into a into a career what would you say to someone listening uh who's still trying to figure that out yeah so what i would
1: say is that just don't give up and i know right now you're possibly in a situation where you feel like you don't have time for anything else but honestly if it's important to you then you will make time and you will do whatever it takes in order to you know possibly turn that into a career or to turn that into something that's a lot bigger. So even, you know, I have days where I'm working, you know, full time and then I might go downstairs and spend an hour with my family and come back up and do the things that make me happy. However I make sure that I manage my time accordingly. So you know during the week, after my nine to five, I work on my side hustles, my projects or whatever that I've got going on. Then on the weekend I dedicate that completely to spend the time with my family and
0: things.
1: About balance. It's all about priority,
0: and just knowing that you know it, it will turn into something bigger. That is ultimately something that will be hugely going. Wow. Wow. wow, wow. We'll get it there. Yeah. And it, well, I'll, I'll, I'm going to bring that up later on the, in the show, but um, we've now, of course, you know, hit February. January's over, uh, but that does not mean that the year is over. The year is just beginning. And there's so much more to accomplish before we reach December, which hopefully by the time we reach December, we will actually be celebrating Thanksgiving or November and then December. We'll be celebrating Thanksgiving and Christmas normally and not in our homes. So um, while there's still so much more to accomplish in this year, you know, what are some of the goals that you set for yourself coming into 2021? How are you doing with your goal setting and accomplishing as we're, you know, mid-February? And, uh, you know, most, uh, most people, statistically speaking, give up around this point. Um, and then are there any life tips or advice that you have for the listeners on, you know, actively pursuing and achieving their goals as we continue throughout the year and, you know, not, not giving up and being, you know, a statistic. Yeah, so I
1: have a few goals that I really want to accomplish this year. And I think the first goal that I have resonates with a lot of people is basically to eliminate FOMO, which is something that I've honestly struggled with in the last two years So ever since i moved back to my hometown after university i realized that i didn't have the experiences you know anymore i didn't have things to look forward to most of my friends were living in the city whereas i was living in the town and so mm. it really got the better of me because i was just you know i used to think to myself that why is it that you know at university i could go out and do all of these great things and have all this, i have all these experiences whereas now in my hometown i don't have any of that i mean they would literally be Weekends upon weekends where I would literally feel so down and I would always be angry and frustrated at that time. But I feel like now I'm in a position where I just want it to go. I just want to honestly live in the moment and have bigger and better things to look forward to and not compare my life to, you know, friends or family members or even people who I see on Instagram. And I feel like once you get into that mindset, you ultimately do become a lot happier and you're able to, you know, just appreciate the things around you and, you know, go by your day-to-day life as any other person would. And the second goal that I have is to save 90% of my income because it is something, again, that, you know, if you're in your 20s, you know, it's a bit of a struggle, you know. But honestly, I think, like, I really, like, I think about my future all the time and it's something that motivates me to actually save more money and maybe possibly invest my money as well because I feel like when you are in your 20s, There's a lot of pressure to, you know, buy a house and, you know, do this and do that. And it's just a lot. So I feel like if you start when you're young and get into that habit of saving money, even if it's like, I don't know, 20 pounds, you know, a day or a week or however long, you know, it is, then I feel like you are ultimately winning. The third goal is to continue to actually reach more people. So, you know, appear in more podcasts and, you know, really helping, you know, me get my message out there and what it is that I'm all about. Because like I mentioned before, I love helping people and I love connecting with people. So if I get to do that, then that is ultimately what's going to bring, like, make me even more happier than I am. And another one is to actually deliver a public motivational speech in person not through zoom not through any other video platform no 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 i want to honestly be there with the audience and really feel what they say and yeah connect with them on a more personal level so yeah those are my goals for 2021 and in terms of giving advice what i would say because you know there are studies out there which do show you know a lot of people tend to you know fall off the bad rather so what i would say that again if it's important to you and this is something that you really want to accomplish don't let anyone or anything get in the way, okay? So you want to get that feeling, you know, of, oh, my God, I can't believe I did this. You know, and you want to get that happiness and that warmth in your heart from working so hard towards the goal and being able to accomplish it, you know? So I feel like constantly remind yourself of that feeling and constantly remind yourself of how nice it's going to be once you actually accomplish that goal. Because I'm telling you, once you have that feeling, you're going to be so inspired and it's only going to motivate you to continue to accomplish the other goals that you have.
0: Wow. Mm. And so that part before we before we go to the, the last uh question for this part I do want to mention that part. There is nothing greater than actually being in a room full of people. You you all know this, but Uh, Adiba doesn't, but now she knows. Um, I started in 2017, and I started in the open mic scenes because I was going to open mics, and at open mics, you just sit there and take in the content. I mean, everyone goes up on stage, and uh, they rap. They sing, they do poetry, different things like that. And so I started speaking in open mics and I did that for three years before 2019 when my podcast started and I started my podcast because I was tired of being capped, like literally capped. At first I had first I had 10 minutes. to to speak then they put me at five minutes and i'm like okay that works ten minutes is okay five minutes is okay then they hit me with three minutes and i'm like oh my lord y'all i cannot get a whole like message out in three minutes that's not possible (laughs) so that's when i started my podcast i'm like i can create all the time that i want with the show I don't have to be capped, so I did it, and I'm here, so, um, yeah, podcasting, very key in being able to have all the time you want to talk to an audience. That is
1: honestly so amazing and so inspiring, I mean, the fact that they try to limit you in terms of how much time you had with people and connect with them is honestly, like, mind-blowing and it's ridiculous so I think it was really good in the sense that you know you took your skills and your passion to a whole different platform and like you mentioned with podcasting you have all the time that you want to dedicate you know to what it is that you want to talk about and I think that's honestly so inspiring because you didn't let anyone else like get in the way of what it is that you want to do and you didn't let anyone bring you down and I think again it's just a life lesson for everyone out there you know like don't let people who are trying to bring you down don't let them continue bring you down find other ways of going about things
0: Right, and just for another piece of motivation for Adiba, she said she wanted to reach, you know, greater audiences. Um, <clears throat> currently, I think the last I checked was like three minutes ago, but currently we are four hundred downloads away from six thousand. So. Yeah, and that's just in one year and three months of podcasting. So, you really can reach an ins- an insane, like, unknown number of people around the world uh, through podcasting. And then, Clubhouse, yes. Clubhouse, like that is the one other piece of the of. The, the one other platform that I've been really enjoying lately is just like Clubhouse. I met I was on Clubhouse yesterday. I met one other person from the u k and two people from Australia. So, Clubhouse, y'all, if you have an, if, if you have an iPhone, download Clubhouse. Someone will let you in. and, yeah, Clubhouse is where it's at. So, yeah, um. That actually goes into the last part of this segment, which is self-care and self-improvement, which is something else that Adiba is very well versed in. At and mm, y'all, she's 23 and she knows all this stuff. That is amazing. Um but yeah, so a lot of people think that self-care is just things that they do for themselves on a regular basis. But it's way more intense than that. And when people think of self-care or taking care of themselves, the number one thing they think about is therapy. But therapy and self-care are like two different things. So that's what I wanted to, uh, to really get in this last segment. What is the true definition of self-care how is self-care different from therapy and how do you define self-care you know how do you take care of yourself and like what do you do to like really take care of your you know things like your your mental health your physical health your emotional health your spiritual health you know different things like that yeah
1: so to me self-care is an activity that we do by ourselves in order to take care of our Mental, emotional, and physical health—likely rightly said—and it's something that we feel like we're not obliged to do because it's optional. And it's a way of us showing to ourselves how much time that we can actually put in ourselves to only better ourselves. Then you know, it enables us to feel a lot more appreciated and valued. And we're giving ultimately love to ourselves. We're not requiring that love from someone else. And it's a way for us to put ourselves first. And you know really like you know spend time with ourselves as well and it's different from therapy because therapy is basically where you're getting help or support from a professional who's trained to help you in those areas whether that's mental health or emotional or physical health it's something that you rely on that individual for whereas self-care is something that you do by yourself and you don't have to rely on anyone else know to make the time for you or sit with you and tell you exactly you know what you need to do to take care of all these different aspects that you've got going on in your life and how I practice self-care it's probably different you know because it varies from individual to individual you know so what I do is that once I'm done working my regular nine-to-five job I start working on the things that truly make me happy and bring me joy so for example whether that's something like blogging or releasing Instagram videos or even just connecting with multiple people you know throughout the day that is ultimately me taking care of myself because that's something that's important to me and makes me happy whereas i know there's this whole you know perception of self-care that you know you have to take bubble baths and you know you can treat yourself to a pizza once a week because you deserve it you know it's just something that you know if you're around lately whereas you know if you're into that stuff is great that's amazing because i just have a routine you know maybe once or twice a week or something. So, you know, it's obviously different for everyone. And, you know, you don't have to make that aspect, you know, self-care. The self-care is whatever you want it to be and whatever is a way that basically something that shows you that you're taking care of yourself and you're truly really doing the things that make you happy and love yourself. Wow.
0: Wow. wow. So... so- Wow, <laughs> y'all like that that's that's amazing y'all like self care y'all really got it like the pandemic y'all like it thrust everybody into like spending more time by themselves and actually like seeing what's you know what's really going on, and I know for me, I've definitely taken my self-care a lot more seriously in the last year, just because it's one thing to live by yourself. It's another thing to live with other people. And a vast majority of us are living with other people. There's probably only like a small percentage of people that are by themselves during this pandemic. Someone has someone that they're living with, and, you know, it's a split down the middle between the the families that are living together, and then, you know, the couples that are living together, and so, when you're confined with people for extended amounts of time, it can get really crazy, so, I decided I'm going to take better care of myself within the last year and just keep it going into this year. And so I have a self-care life coach now. Uh, I'm into my, I'm into fitness now. I'm working out like crazy and I'm doing this I'm podcasting, but I'm literally also doing what Adiba and I are doing right now. I can actually see Adiba across my screen. She can see me across her screen. I am doing so much more of that. Screen to screen, FaceTiming and Google video chats with family, but also with friends as much as possible because we can't go physically see people just yet. So the more we can do this... It helps you keep that face to face feel and, you know, help you stay connected to people, you know, throughout what we're going through right now. And so that's part of how I take care of myself and also how I improve myself, you know, day by day, just like Adiba said, meeting new people. If you do, I've met almost. 50 plus new people in the last year, right now I'm at 45, but I've met 50 plus new people in the last year from all over the world through podcasting and Clubhouse for the most part. And a vast majority of those 45 people have actually become friends. Literally all like we've exchanged, you know, numbers and we're, Talking and FaceTiming and just really getting to know each other, and I have a working list now of people that I'm going to go visit when this is all over. So I can relate, Adiba. I can God, relate, so
1: as well. and I think that's the beauty of technology like you're able to, you know, to the meet. I connect with so many people and I think that's so beautiful. And honestly, the more people that
0: you meet, the more you know cultures you get to know about, the backgrounds of people, their lives. I think it's just honestly so nice. Yeah. Commercial time. We'll be right back. Want to get smooth jazz like this into your podcast? YouTube has the answer. No, they're not sponsoring this, but this information is publicly available to anyone all you have to do is hit up www.youtube.com and search for non-copyright smooth jazz with sax because let's be honest nobody has time to deal with copyright lawsuits out here so remember that's www.youtube.com and search now let's ride this out for a bit and then we'll return for more with Nate and his guests. Okay. For the third and final umpteenth time... We are back live. The anchor website was just like, I'm going to give you all one minute and then I'm going to stop. And then I'm going to give you all two minutes and then I'm going to stop. And it kept booting us off. So now we're back. And I'm going to finally restart my monologue that I was talking about with Adiba, but I wasn't actually talking to y'all. So it's just me and Adiba talking like the whole audience was there. And it wasn't. Thanks, Anchor. But yeah. So we were vibing. Adiba and I might become friends after this. That's why the long pause. But y'all don't know that because there was no long pause for y'all. Just us. But hey, big topic of discussion here on the show. Friendships and dating. Especially dating. We're coming up on Valentine's Day very soon. We're about a week out. By the time you hear this on the 19th, we would have been like four days out. We're not in person right now. We're online. But in order to manifest, you know, you got to be confident, embrace who you are, and also be willing to improve upon yourself because you don't know everything. And every day you learn something new. That's why this show exists. Self-improvement. Helping you all learn. Giving life tips. So that you all can apply it. And improve yourselves. And The more I talk to people. The more they press face to face. Versus online. With. No regard to the current state of our world. And they say it in a shaming context. And it's just like. Y'all, we are in a pandemic. It's not over. We are trying to stay safe. We are trying to not catch corona. And while I agree that face-to-face is necessary, it's not worth risking your health just to see someone face-to-face. You can safely meet up if you can, but you know, online is still the safest bet for now until the world opens back up. The world is going to open back up in a couple months when the vaccines have been distributed. It's going to be great. We're going to be with our families for the major holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas, and we will be able to have 50-plus people in our homes this year at the end. So just hold on a little bit longer, people. Uh, But it's apparently shamed to start something online, be it a friendship or a relationship, which I feel is just ridiculous, because I've met 45-plus, now 46 I've met Adiba. She's 46. But I've met so many people through podcasting, through Clubhouse, just being on the internet in the last year, and y'all know this, but Adiba doesn't, I'm getting ready to tell Adiba, because of the impact of homeschooling, when I actually got to college back in 2012, 2013, my head nearly exploded, figuratively speaking, because I was like, what? This is school? This is real life? Wow. And so it was a struggle at first, connecting with people, meeting people, making friends, et cetera, et cetera. So what do you think I did? You all know this. She's finding out now. I migrated to the Internet long before the pandemic came. So it had been years of meeting people, all my best friends. Met them online, met them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, brought them into real life, except for one. I'll be seeing her in Florida soon, but all my friendships, most, most of them are from the internet or they're from another state. Very few people live here in the state that I'm in and so for me. Meeting people online is not a problem. It's great. Meeting people face-to-face is still great. We just can't do it right now because we're trying to be safe and not catch coronavirus. So what life tips or advice do you have for the listeners on confidence, loving who you are, friendships, romance, from your own personal you know, life experiences, because again, y'all, she came from Pakistan to the, her family came from Pakistan to the UK. She's been in the UK and I love culture. Like that's the one reason I want to get out of here and leave the U.S. Culture, meet people. And like, you know, because when you do that, you'll get to know how nice people are, how embracing people are of you. Southern hospitality does not just exist in the South. Southern hospitality exists, frankly, anywhere. Like, I'm going to the UK next year. Who knows? I could meet Adiba in, like, a year, and then boom. Like, you know? So take it away, like confidence loving who you are are you a proponent of you know online real life why should we not shame online like you know different things like that especially with you know again valentine's day um advice and tips for the singles for the couples all that jazz i'm done monologuing (laughs)
1: yeah I think it's really important to in terms of confidence it's really important to realise that there's only one version of you in the entire planet and I feel like the, soon as that, the sooner you realise that and the sooner you understand that you're able to celebrate your individuality and celebrate who you are because I've personally gone through my fair share of other to having very low self-esteem very low <clears throat> confidence and you know it didn't bring me joy and I used to hate myself and all this kind of stuff but you know what once I realised that you know what I hate There's no one out there like me, you know, I'm pretty cool, I'm amazing or whatever. That's truly what helped me be the confident person that I am. But I felt like to get there, I had to go through a lot of struggle and a lot of pain. And it was a lot of listening to other people's opinions of me and how they viewed myself. Whereas I feel like, you know, if you start accepting yourself, the earlier that you accept yourself, the more happiness and joy and confidence ultimately you're going to bring into your life. So I think it's just really important to really understand that and celebrate who you are and understand, you know, understand your strengths, you know, recognize your weaknesses and continue to be the best version of yourself that you can be every single day. Because there's always room for improvement, you know. And in terms of, you know, like meeting people online and stuff personally, like I mentioned before, it's great. Like technology is so amazing. In the sense that we're able to connect with so many other people like for me and nate out here vibing you know it's something that wouldn't have been possible without technology and without social media so i feel like really use that to your advantage and start looking at things that you know will ultimately connect you connect with more people and bring you knowledge and you know just share your wisdom and share your individuality with other people as well because it truly is amazing i mean like nate you know i met so many other people online that, you know, have become my friends and I'm in touch with them all the time. And it's so nice because I feel like the relationships and the friendships that I have with people online hopefully will become a reality one day. But, you know, for now, I feel like,
0: Mm-hmm. my ex-girlfriends <clears throat> one was actually met through the open mic scene the other was actually met online so it is possible and online dating does work but and I want to talk about this with Adiba because I definitely want to hear her thoughts on this um, because clearly as you can hear we are literally like almost on the same like plane of existence right now so, one of the things that I and, I, and I know we're talking to all of y'all, but we are having a conversation with each other. One of the things that I found that didn't work for me when I got into the dating pool was apps. Your Tinders, your uh, Plenty of Fish, your Match.com, Christian Mingo, Black People Meet, all those jazz. None of them worked. Why? Because if y'all don't know this, I'm telling you right now. Here, here, Here's the catch. Those websites say that they will charge you $30, $35, $40 a month to use their services. They're lying. I did my research. They are lying. What they really want you to do is pay upwards of $100 to $200 up front to start. As if you are starting a network marketing business. And then they will charge you thirty-five dollars a month after that to keep using their service. They are lying to y'all. And plus it doesn't work. You can swipe. I could swipe as many times as I want to. And nobody would swipe back. Nobody would heart back. What has worked is social media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse. That has worked. And technically now a Pod Booker because, well, yeah. But that's worked. And that's how I've met all my billions almost of friends. That's how I've dated the two women in my life. And it works, y'all. Like, well, like, like Adiba was saying, you can meet someone, and then you meet in real life, and then, boom, it explodes because the, the bond and the rapport that you developed while virtual, never stopped when you met in person. It just kept going. So I want to know before we, uh before we wrap up, and I ask Adiba the final question: How do you feel about all the dating apps versus? Actually, just meeting people through different, you know, lenses. How did it? How did it go for you? Actually, you know, um, throughout life with, you know, dating relationships and men and, um, yeah, guys, listen up, because whatever Adi was about to say will help you impress the woman, your, the woman of your dreams. Because well, confidence is the most attractive quality. Amongst others that women look for in men. So, men, listen
1: up. In terms of like dating apps and stuff, you know what, Nate? I completely agree with you. I think that like, you know, like the whole like swiping feature and stuff. Like, I feel like it's not authentic. You know, sometimes people just think, like you know, think of it as a game and they think, oh, it's so fun. You know, they should swipe left after right on the person. Actually, no, you don't realize that, that you could be hurting other people's feelings. So, I mean, I like, I feel like with dating apps stuff you know if it works for you great but from my experience and um, like you know friends or whatever it just doesn't work so I agree with it in the sense that use social media to your to your advantage. I feel like social media has an element of authentic, of authenticity out you know like in its presence and stuff and I feel like that's just so nice because the vibes that you get when connecting with people on social media through like video calls and stuff or whatever is completely different to how you would get if you would just you know go on a dating app and you know hit the call button or whatever because you have to understand that people Dating apps have a certain motive, okay. People generally on social media don't really have, you know. So, I feel like once you understand that, it's a lot easier for you to choose, you know, like how you want to get to know someone. So, yeah, I just feel like you know, it depends on the person, but personally, like, I wouldn't like do dating apps just because of you know motives and like you don't really truly really know what someone's intentions are on a dating app either so I think that's why it's so important to actually like you know try to meet someone you can like through social media or you know in person if you can because that way you're able to see exactly how the person is like you can connect with them on so many different levels. Your true intention of trying to find someone in a romantic way wasn't there, like it is on a dating app. And in terms of my experiences, I'm saying that I've got so much experience, no, 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 I don't. <laughs> so, it doesn't I
0: don't, matter. It guys do honestly,
1: twenty-three, never been in a relationship, never. Um, the main reason behind that is that for those of you who don't know, I'm actually a Muslim and being in relationships, something that's not in my religion because of so many different reasons. And, you know, like it's become like more common now among so many Muslims, you know, in the younger generation, they tend to, you know, like have all these relationships and all that kind of stuff, which is completely okay. You know, you do you. However, because I, you know, I believe in my religion a lot and I love it, I just wanted to respect that. So with me, it's like, You know, if I do end up getting in a relationship, it's going to be with someone for the intention of marriage. Because I feel like from what I've seen from, you know, experiences of family or friends, you know, it's actually weird. Like a lot of the relationships that, you know, these people were in, you know, prior to marriage, not a lot of them ended up working out. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot Mm -hmm. of feelings involved and a lot of people getting hurt. I personally wanted to avoid all that. I wanted to focus on myself, focus on my personal development, you know, have meaningful friendships, you know, and then hopefully when the time is right, find that one person and then, you know, it, like eventually getting married to that one person. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it's funny because I give, I give my friends and stuff all this advice and tips where it's like, I haven't experienced that, but, you know, I do believe in, you know, just having that one person and, you know, just,
0: Biding with them, and you know, like Nate said in the beginning, you know, being friends with them, and I think that's ultimately what's so important. Hmm. Right, 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 right. So, before we go, definitely want to know from Adiba a little bit about more why podcasting is just like a thing, because that was the last part. You know, there was just like, huh. Where did you get your love for podcasts? Um how often do you listen to podcasts? What's you know, how does that really help, you know, in your in, in your life, especially when it comes to you know, self improvement and Yeah. Yeah. So I actually,
1: you know, got got to podcasts. Jay Shetty, I absolutely love the guy so I didn't actually know what podcasting was until I came across his YouTube videos and then he mentioned the podcast and I was like what is this so then I started to listen to his podcast and I started to listen to Gary Vee's podcast and from there I thought it was just honestly such like a cool like you know platform in itself like listening to people while you know cooking or you know working or doing all these things I thought that was really nice and then I started to actually look at you know the topics that i spoke about. So I started to look into personal development podcasts, self-care podcasts. I started to, again, you know, come across so many people that had so many amazing things to say mm. and have all these amazing guests that I feel like I can relate to. So that's where my love for podcasting really, really grew. And I just think it's honestly so nice, you know, like connecting with people and sharing your own experiences and points of view in hopes that you get to help and educate them on certain topics so i feel that podcasting is just so great in that sense and you know for me personally i like you know being a guest on podcast because i just want to reach more people share my story bring love to people give people advice and, you know, hopefully impact lives and, you know, just, you know, share my wisdom out there in hopes of, you know, helping people really be the true authentic self and girl that are really,
0: really important to them. Well, we definitely have been motivated and assisted today. Adiba came out with the fire. Ooh. So... Thank you so much. I really appreciate this.
1: It's okay, honestly. It was just so nice talking about all this stuff.
0: So, if there's anybody on here that wants to follow you, where can they? Where can they do that?
1: Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram. I'm just my full name, so it's Adiba Akil. And I also have my own Facebook page, which is Adiba Blog, which you can check out. And obviously my own blog, which is Um I'm recently in Clubhouse as well. However, unlike Nate, I honestly haven't been using it that much because there's just so many other things going on, so many platforms I'm using. However, you can find me on Clubhouse as well. It's just Adiba Cool.
0: Well... I'll see y'all on Monday for uh, episode 7. We gonna sign off now. Peace. Bye. If you want to follow Life Tips on social media, we have a Facebook account and a Twitter account. Both at Life Tips Podcast. If you would like to follow me on social media, you can find me on Instagram at Nate underscore the underscore speaker or underscore orator Nate, or you can follow me on Facebook at the wise orator, or you can follow me on Twitter at Auth underscore Jen underscore person. That's it for this episode. See you next week.